Hi friend, this is Alex McRobbs, founder of The Mindful Life Practice, and you're listening to the Sober Yoga Girl podcast. I'm a Canadian who moved across the world at age 23 and I never went back. I got sober in 2019 and I realized that there was no one talking about sobriety in Dubai and Abu Dhabi, so I started doing it. I now live in Bali, Indonesia, and full-time run my community, The Mindful Life Practice. I host online sober yoga challenges, yoga teacher trainings, and I work one-on-one with others, helping them break up with booze for good. In this podcast, I sit down with others in the sobriety and mental health space from all walks of life and hear their stories so that I can help you on your journey. You're not alone, and a sober life can be fun and fulfilling. Let me show you how. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Sober Yoga Girl. I'm Alex McRobbs, your host. And before I get this episode started, I just want to remind you that we've launched a new free Sober Curious Facebook group, and we actually just hit a thousand members on the weekend, which is really, really exciting. So if you're listening to this show, if you're not yet in the group, I invite you to hop in there, join, introduce yourself and connect because it's really an amazing international community in there. All right, without any further ado, I want to introduce today's guest. So I have Izzy with me today. And Izzy, I just realized, I don't even know how to say your last name. I usually ask people before. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty complicated. Van Zuylen. Van Zuylen. I would have never guessed that. Izzy Van Zuylen. Okay, cool. (laughs) And Izzy and I have known each other for, I think, about maybe eight months. I think you joined us last summer in the mindful life practice. And Izzy was brand new to yoga at that point. She joined our sober yoga and she also runs sober retreats. And so I'm just super excited to chat with her and kind of hear more about her story today. So welcome Izzy. How are you? Thank you so much. Yes, I'm good. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So maybe before we start, you could just kind of tell me a bit about yourself. Like, where are you based? Kind of a little bit about what makes you, you. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Yes. Okay. Well, my name is Izzy. I'm uh, originally from Amsterdam, born and raised. Uh, In 2006, I moved to uh, Spain because I started working in Gibraltar. And well, I've been away from Holland ever since. I lived in Spain for three years, then five years in Malta, and now back in Spain, Marbella area. And what do I do? What do I do? Well, should I say something about my drinking first, maybe? How it all started? Yeah, wherever you want to, wherever you want to start, absolutely. So uh, from Amsterdam, there was a big drinking culture. Um, so when I was about 15, I started drinking on parties, of course, like high school and things like that. Just like all my 15-year-old friends did, really. Uh, But it was soon very clear that I did not possess that so-called stop button, (laughs) unfortunately. So I used to be, most of the time, the drunkest, the latest. I wanted to keep going and going and going. That has always been there. But, you know, that's just kind of accepted for a long time during studying as well. It keeps going, you know. But then at some point, my uh, hangovers became really bad. Yeah. Like really uh, depressing. And, and I think because my mom was an alcoholic too. She unfortunately passed six years ago way too young due to alcoholism and smoking yes so they became really like depressing and, and severe and I was like out of the picture for like two three days after proper binge session uh, and at some point it just kind of wasn't worth it anymore yeah like 
yeah i just was like this is not working but anyway by that time i had a kid i have a 13 year old daughter now so when i stopped two years ago that day two and a half years ago now more or less uh i had the hangovers of all hangovers <laughs> it was like i literally the day before i had a bottle of kava with lunch with friends uh which ended in more drinks with other people more drinks with other friends uh casino till 4 a.m that night so i literally had a drinking session for 15 hours 4 a.m stumbled to bed next day i was dead obviously spent like 36 hours in bed only coming out for puking great example for my daughter not so much so i really decided this i can't do this anymore because i didn't plan that day to be so long and i just it never Sometimes I had a few drinks and it was fine, but I just never kind of knew where it would end. And at some point I was sick of having no control over myself like that. So yeah, I stopped. So that was like two and a half years ago. Uh, well, to be honest, <laughs> I did uh, two and a half years ago, the 4th of May 2019, I see as my, uh, the start of my proper sober journey. Uh, because since then I haven't drinking a drop outside an airplane. Mm-hmm. But up till four months ago, I did drink in airplanes, but I don't do that anymore either. So now sober, sober, sober since 22nd of November last year. That's amazing. But it feels more like longer, you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. And I love that you shared that because I just had this conversation with someone on Facebook today where I posted something, a clip from my uncle when he came on the show and he was talking about, um, you know, there's no cookie cutter way and you don't have to say forever. And someone on my Facebook was saying, well, I personally think that you just have to, you have to decide one day you're quitting forever. I've never seen this soft approach ever work. And I said, well, it worked for me. It worked for my uncle. And, and like, you are another great example of like, it worked for you, you know, like you were like, I want to be sober, but this is the one thing that I'm not ready to part ways with. And that's okay because that was just your way of doing things. And and here you are two and a half years later and now you're, you've been completely sober. And so I don't think there's any right or wrong way to do this thing, you know? And so I think it's really amazing that you're kind of sharing your version of it because every version of sobriety is valid and amazing, you know? So it's all different, isn't it? I'm glad you say that. That's good to hear. Yeah. Not everybody thinks that way. Some people really think black and white, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm truly before like everybody should do their own way, uh, their own pace, uh, you know, their uh, with their own help, uh, books, people, therapists, AA, no AA, whatever, whatever right? Works. I yeah, I'm totally agree. for that. Yeah. So speaking of like strategies, what did you, what did you use when you quit? Like, were you part of any groups, any communities? What did you do? Well, I must say the biggest, biggest thing. So I stopped in May 2019 Mm -hmm. and then that summer was kind of difficult still. But I read by then a lot of uh, quicklets, loads of books. Uh, By now, I think I read like 30 or something. But back then already, I was really into reading a lot. And in November that year, I started my uh, blog. Just like I thought because I really started liking it. I dived into the world of non-alcoholic drinks, which I really liked. And uh, I was really happy at that point when I stopped after a few months, I was like, yeah, this is really cool. I want to share it. So I started this blog 
uh, wrote a little bit about it. And then in a little a few weeks later, I think I started an Instagram account. Over, and I was always totally anti-social media, completely. I was on Facebook, I was nowhere to be found. If you Google, if you would have Googled me two and a half years ago, there, nothing would come up. But now it's like Instagram, Facebook, everywhere. But uh, yeah, so I started Instagram summer and wow, that was for me, it was mind blowing. Like the community, how the people I met there, the connection you get with people. It's like, wow, there's people like me. You know, I was really like the only one in my whole environment in real life that stopped drinking. So everybody was like proud and supportive and really cool about it. But nobody really got me, you know what I mean? And on Instagram, you read all these, these stories that you can relate to. Not with all of them you can relate, but all of them, they teach you so much stuff. And you meet all these people. So yeah, ever since I started the Instagram account, it was like, wow. I like immersed myself in sobriety even more. Yeah. So I did the blog, the, the Instagram account, and I just tried every single, single alcohol-free drink in the world, more or less, by now. <laughs> because I have this huge bar cart with like all the non-alcoholic wines, uh, spirits, blah, blah, everything, everything. So it's also one of my life missions to try every single non-alcoholic bubbly there is. Because I loved, that was my favorite, pink champagne, and now I drink pink champagne without alcohol, which is amazing. Love it. Amazing. And I honestly got shivers when you talk about the sober Instagram community, because I honestly believe like people that are not part of sober Instagram just have no idea how it just like cocoons you. Like everyone is just like together, supporting each other, loving each other. Like it's just the most amazing thing. And so, oh, and I think that's how we connected on sober Instagram. And I love seeing all of your mocktail videos. I used to be really into mocktails, actually. I've been watching them, all those old videos, and I'm like, I should get into that again. Yeah. One day we have more time. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. Now it's amazing, isn't it? Like that, that was the first time that I really didn't feel alone in my journey, in my decision to stop drinking. Like, mm. oh man, the support, the kindness, the people, it's just amazing. Yeah. Tell me about what has inspired you to start leading sober retreats. Oh, yes. Well, it came a bit like, so I started my blog, then I started Instagram accounts, then I was all into non-alcoholic drinks. So I was thinking maybe I should start selling that or do a shop or this and that. But I was like, no, I just want to drink them. <laughs> so I didn't do that. <laughs> and then uh, at some point I was like, oh my God, this is so amazing having met all these people online and such a nice community. But it would also be nice to meet some of them or at least provide a platform for people to meet each other and then i meet them too which is nice <laughs> in real life right so and then i was thinking wow what would that what would what would i like what, what do i miss like what do i would like to see i was like sunshine uh swimming pool uh solar people nice drinks nice activities so why not just do it you know so i thought i'm just gonna organize it and then see if there's any you know demands and well, I haven't done the first one yet because the first one was supposed to be last year in September, mm -hmm. but because of the travel restrictions, they were still quite high and all that. So I decided to postpone that one. So now my first one is in May. So excited. And it's almost full. I have like one room left with two spots and that's it. Incredible. That's so incredible, Izzy. Like, that's amazing. And you're doing them already, right? Isn't mm -hmm. it like amazing to do? It's incredible. So... I started a little bit small. I was doing 
little weekends in the UAE. And so my first big ones are coming up. Like I have a group coming actually at the end of next month and, or no, it's May. It's not next month. It's May. Um, but they'll be coming for a week to Bali. And it's, it's like a life dream of mine. Like I just can't even believe it's happening. So yeah. And what in Mexico as well, you said, no? Uh huh. Mexico in June. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. It's amazing. I look so much forward to one day. I will make it to one of yours. Yes. And me to yours as well. Or maybe, maybe we can do a swap or maybe we could do one together. <laughs> ooh, ooh, yes. That would be awesome too. Do that. You bring the mocktails. Yes. I bring the yoga, yoga and mocktails. Yeah. You do yoga. I do the drinks and so do we organize together. That would be amazing. I would love that. So fun. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me about with your sobriety what have been the hardest parts of it well it was hard for a long time like i started drinking as said 15 up to my maybe well maybe the first five years were problem free but anytime after that i kind of realized already that i had an issue and i didn't have a healthy relationship with alcohol so ever since now definitely since my early 20s I've had dry spells, I stopped for a while, I've been in therapy, uh, I, for a while I went to, uh, it's not AA, but it's kind of like an organization in Holland uh, from the government uh, for um, addictions, mm-hmm. and I had OCD as well, that was obviously connected, <laughs> well, I think, because, because my brain is always like, oh, so like everything needs to be like this and that. Uh, just to relax, you know, so I let it all out when I was drinking. So I think that was connected. So I was in therapy for that a while, but that's a long time ago, man. It's more than 20 years ago, but I did that for like, uh, I think a small year, eight months, 12 months or something. Did that, but then uh, at some point I stopped drinking for a year, got back to it. So yeah, I've, I've tried to stop so long, so many times. I mean, and especially the last five to ten years before I quit. Oh my god, I'm so fucking old. <laughs> the last five to ten years, it was really like, um, I stopped for quite a long time, but then I was like, oh, my best friends are coming, we're gonna have bubbles. And then like, and then I was like, ah, you know, I'm doing so well, I can have one. Well, you know how it is, so many people do that. I can have one now, I, I'm, I'm good with this moderation thing. And do that and okay for a while and then bang completely hammered huge hangover and i was like oh i need to stop drinking i'm never drinking again i did that for decades like so that was it was hard for a long time to stop but um since may 2019 that was just i was just done i was so fucking done i had drunk enough for the rest of my life it was just so oh sorry my you can cut out the swear words <laughs> it's okay the podcast is e for explicit so <laughs> <laughs> that was hard to stick with it so it wasn't hard for me to stop because i was a binger so i could easily go a few weeks or a few months without that didn't bother me at all as long as i knew i could start again uh, so to stick to not drinking that was my hardest thing and it only stuck now because i was just ready for it i think yeah yeah and because I now have so much connection and more wisdom, I read so many books, I listen to people, like, you know, I just evolved. <laughs> What's your favorite Quitlet book? Oh, The Sober uh, Diaries from Claire Pooley. I you know, love that. You know, I had her on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, eh? Yes, I still must watch that. It's on my to-watch list. How is she? Is she awesome? It was amazing. Yeah, it was so incredible. I What I appreciate about her is that She's just so down to earth and relatable. And she actually even said that she would come to a book club meeting because we did it for our book club book. 
So yeah, what that's what I really like about her because I think sometimes like I know I've reached out to other authors and they haven't been able to make the time to be on the podcast, which is fine because I'm sure they have a ton of things, but I just love the way she immediately was like, yeah, let's get a date in the diary, filled out the form. Like it just really shows that, that her heart is in the place of like connecting with yeah. people that love her book, which I really respect about her. Yeah, me too. I really like that. Yeah, some people, not everybody's like that. Like, I'm not going to mention names, but another book I read, uh, first of all, I didn't really like the book. It was too, uh, well, whatever, I didn't really like it. But then also, she literally said in her book, I think it was, or in one of her posts, I don't know, I, I unfollowed her as well. <laughs> she said, I don't respond to messages. Uh, I just have to put my boundaries and this and that. But I understand that you don't maybe have time to respond to millions of messages because you have a life and you have to have boundaries. Of course, I understand that. But it felt like she was really not even appreciating all her uh, fans or all her the people that love what she does. And it kind of felt like she didn't have any respect for the people that kind of made her or, uh, you know what I mean? Like, made her success make her so big it's like yeah disappointing i find that so that's really cool that's claire fully does that yeah i like that i totally agree what would you say have been like the best or most rewarding parts of your sober journey where do i start i feel so happy that i'm a a sober role model for my daughter obviously because i didn't have that and that's kind of also made my youth quite hard to be honest Thank God I had a... Well, my mother, first of all, she died already, so I don't want to speak bad of the dead. She was an alcoholic, and she could be a pain in the ass, and she was a horrific woman when she was drunk, but she was the most beautiful soul when she was sober. She was the sweetest lady ever. But still, we had a tough relationship. It doesn't... You know, it's, it's tough. But my father was like a... Or is a really stable person, a loving father. So that was lucky. But I want to give my daughter a sober mom. So I'm very, very, very happy to be that for her. Most of all, what else? I feel clear. I feel active. I feel happier. I feel so many things. It's hard to say. But I finally kind of know, I have the feeling that I'm going somewhere, you know, that I'm evolving, that I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I find life way more interesting. It was also always the same. You do this, 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 and then this, this, this. But now it's all new stuff, and I read, and I don't know. I just feel more like like I'm developing myself. Yeah, which I like. Amazing. I think one of the best things that parents can do is like be that sober role model. Like I just got shivers when you talk about that because I think kids are not going to remember like what you say to them but they're going to remember what you do, right? So if you're role modeling a really happy life in sobriety, like that is going to have such an impact on her. I think so. Yeah, I think so. And my husband, he does drink, uh, but way less than before because we used to go out together, you know, so that doesn't happen anymore. So he still drinks when he goes out with friends and stuff, but at home he drinks a lot less. And I also think it's good for my daughter to see there's possibilities. I mean, my husband does drink a bit, and he's happy. I don't drink at all. And I'm happy. So, you know, I don't want to make her say, oh, you cannot ever drink, whatever. I'm going to give her the options, like, you know, but I just want her to show that it's really possible. It's not a necessity in life, drinking, because it's always so everywhere, isn't it still? Yeah. Although I have the feeling we're heading somewhere now with our little 
We are. Take over. We are. We are. We are taking over the world. We are taking over the world. Like every day I see a sober bar pop up. Have you been following all these yes. sober bars? Everywhere. It seems like every state is getting a sober bar. And like, yeah. I just feel like, I really feel when I have children. So I'm turning 30 this year and I think I'll probably have children <gasps> in the next. Still like, so nice and young. Anyway, yeah. still so young. <laughs> But I think I'll have kids like, you know, maybe hopefully in the next five years if I meet someone. But I like to imagine <laughs> that my children are going to be shocked when they find out what drinking was like. Like, yes. I when I tell them about it, like, they're going to be like horrified. <laughs> and I, that's like the kind of world that I want them to grow up in, you know, where drinking is almost like smoking, which is like, smoking. yeah, exactly is not seen as a, as a healthy thing to do anymore, you know? And, and I really yeah. think that's, the direction we're going in absolutely it would be amazing exactly yeah like that you can proudly say i don't drink well i already say proudly but that's people actually say back like oh wow that's so good instead yeah. of why why yeah. <laughs> yes. progress that would be progress totally yay <laughs> so i'm gonna post when i do this episode i'm gonna share your links to all of your information like your instagram your website anything if anyone wants to do one of izzy's retreats or check her out i'll share those links there and i just want to ask you one last question which would be if you had any piece of wisdom for someone who is at the early days of their sober journey what wisdom would you give them uh i would I would personally uh, give it like um, a time, either say at least three months though, a year would be ideal. Just say, I'm not going to drink for a year. After that, completely start again if you want. If you think you like your life better, like as drinking, do it. Decide on either three months or a year and do that. And then you just realize how amazing it is because it's hard to explain, isn't it? It's so easy to say, life is amazing today, but you have to experience yourself. But if you most people, if you're going to say, I'm going to never drink again, you're going to like, that makes, that made me very nervous for a long time. So yeah, I would stick to a certain time frame, and then stick to that. And then think after that, I can start again. Yeah. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like Absolutely. a year would be amazing. A year you can fully, fully find out all the amazing things that will happen to you when you're, when you're done drinking. But three months is a good start, I guess. Don't you think? Three months? Absolutely. And so this is what I did. Like I started with 28 days and then it was, I hadn't even finished. I think I was maybe around 10, 11, 12 days into it where I said, okay, look, I need to do 90. And then by the time I hit like 50, I was like, yeah, I'm doing the full year. And then once you've done a full year, it's what it is, is like in the calendar year, you're going to experience every event sober, yeah. right? Halloween, New Year's, Christmas, whatever weddings. your holidays are, and you're going to have a whole, even like a wedding, you know, you'll have a whole calendar experience of like, what is my life? So I totally agree with you on that year. I think it's a really key thing to kind of map it out on. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Because after every first, you get stronger in your sobriety, don't you? Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, my first wedding, I did it and I had fun. And then after everything, you go so strong in your, you get so confident in your sobriety. It's yeah. amazing. And uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. 90 days is the thing as well, isn't it? Mm -hmm. 90 days. A lot of people have programs like that, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 90 days. Yeah. So that would be my tip. Stick to a certain time frame and take it from there. I love it. Oh, and drink lots of alcohol-free drinks if you're, well, maybe not. I don't know. But I like it. 
It helped me a lot. I used to love them too. Actually, I I really need to get into it again in Bali. It's just going to involve a bit more creativity on my part. Like in Abu Dhabi, you could buy all the you know elderflower cordial or like all the things were there in Abu Dhabi. Here in Bali, it's a bit more DIY. But that doesn't mean they have anything in Bali. Do they have any alcohol-free wines or spirits? No, they have an alcohol free of the local beer, but it really just tastes like a soda. Like it's not Uh really a a malt drink, but they have, you know what? They have a lot of wonderful, like fresh juices. Um, So they do have a lot. It's, it's very, everything is super just like healthy here, you know? So I think Uh maybe that's it. Like the mocktails is just like a lot of sugar, but you can get mocktails at most restaurants because a lot of people in Ubud where I live are sober. They're like sober yogis, you know? So there's lots of options. It's just not the like Heineken zero, which is like my, I'm a a Heineken zero. (laughs) (laughs) There are options. Yeah. You should ask all your retreat guests to bring nice drinks. Or maybe I'll bring some from when I go to Dubai. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh yes you're going back to dubai yeah, yeah nice so fill up a bag yeah yes good idea well this was amazing izzy thank you so much for taking your time being on the show and it was really nice to hear your story because i feel like i know you so well as like my yoga student but we've never actually sat down and like talked before so this was really yeah. amazing true thank you so much for having me thank you for coming on and i will speak to you soon See you on the mat. <laughs> Bye. Hi, friend. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Sober Yoga Girl Podcast. This community would not exist without you, so thank you for being here. It would be massively helpful if you subscribe to this show and leave a review so that we can reach more people. And if we haven't met yet in real life, please come hop on Zoom at the Mindful Life Practice because the opposite of addiction is connection. Sending you love and light wherever you are in the world.